from the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Hello and welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy, and there are a lot of things happening. I'm Sarah Foss, and I'm joined today by the one, the only... Buzzy Cohen, welcome back. Hey, Sarah, thanks for having me. I gotta say, I know Michael Davies is not joining us today. It's probably because he's practicing the bongos because his playing gets better on that intro every right? week. He and Johnny, they yeah. are bringing They've it. They've got a little garage band together. I can practically picture it. Yep. Well, exciting week behind us. Not only did we have a champion that drew a lot of attention, we also had a Celebrity Jeopardy final in primetime. First off, we've got to discuss the week's games because Jake DiArruda became a three-game champion. A lot of people had a lot to say about him. And then we headed into Thursday night last week with that Celebrity Jeopardy grand finale. Ike Barinholtz crowned the champion. Lots to discuss. Let's get right into the recap. Factors ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. All right, we started off the week with our returning champion, Jake DiArruda, going up for his second win against Sam Meehan and Sarah Howard. Jake coming off of that huge defeat of trivia titan Troy Meyer. (laughs) Yeah, well, Jake certainly uh, had a lot of heat coming into this game. He dominated the Jeopardy round and just extended the lead in the double Jeopardy round. Only found one daily double, but converted on it uh, just shy of a runaway heading into final Jeopardy. Yeah, he ran the exploration category. Wasn't country music, which he also ran last week, which he talked about being so excited to have come across like heading into the shows. Yeah. You know, we always ask people like, what would be your dream categories for him? One of his dream categories, he said, would be country music. He played that in that Friday game against Troy. Apparently, exploration was also a winning category for him. But all three of them come up against a triple stumper in final. The category was word origins, originally relating to a story of suffering. This word now more commonly refers to strong emotion of any kind. Tough question. I got to be honest, at home watching this, I got stuck on the word agony. 
and I couldn't get past couldn't it. Couldn't get past it. And our contestants talk about that a lot. Once something gets into your head, you cannot, it's really yeah. hard to escape it. The correct response was, what is passion? You know, Sam had come close enough. As we mentioned, it wasn't quite a runaway. So had he been able to come up with the correct response, Jake would have been a one-day champion. But that doesn't happen. Nope. And so that brings us into Tuesday, where Jake returns against Soren Bleefnik and Liz Mendoza. And this was a runaway for Jake. Starts out strong in the Jeopardy round, scores a $3,000 true daily double. But Soren was only trailing by $800 going into double Jeopardy. We did feature the Jason Concepcion category in the Jeopardy round. A lot of love from Jason. Getting a lot of love, actually, from Jake, who ran the category. <laughs> Jake shouting out Jason. Jason shouting out Jake. It was a good partnership. And... Uh, put Jake in a good position heading into Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy was all Jake. He had 11 correct responses, one incorrect, a $4,600 daily double. Uh, Liz found the other daily double and unfortunately was incorrect, losing $3,000. So she only had $200 going into final. And we had once again, as we mentioned, Jake had a runaway game, but another triple stumper in final. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about Soren's hair. Yeah, what's going on in the water? What shampoo are our contestant coordinators lot of, passing lot of... out? Because we had Jimmy's hair just three weeks ago. Yeah. So impressive. And now... Here comes Soren, perfectly coiffed. I have a theory, which is that everybody grew their hair long during uh, the pandemic, and now we're back out in the world and we're just loving these long locks. What do you think? Well, I could agree with that. And if you love long locks, you don't want to put a hat on it, which explains why there was a triple stumper in the top hat clue in the headwear category. (laughs) Ken chimes in, the ladies love the top hat. If only that were true, I think my life would have had quite a different story. I mean, you can rock a top hat, Buzzy. Well, when high school Buzzy tried, it didn't go well. Oh, really? There have been attempts? I don't know about a top hat per se, but definitely moving in that genre. It didn't look good. Uh, As we mentioned, Final Jeopardy was a triple stumper. The category, U.S. state names. Sarah, remind me what that clue was. Five U.S. states have six-letter names. Only these two, west of the Mississippi River, border each other. So you really had to just kind of... Run up and down and hope that you got there. Nobody was able to come up with both. And uh, as Ken said, there's no half credit in Jeopardy because Soren was able to come up with Oregon, but he wasn't able to come up with Nevada. Jake, you know, at this point, he's going into his third game. He mentioned in the postgame chat he just wanted to not end up in the red. Then he wanted to win a game. And now heading into his fourth game, he says he's hoping to win five. He wants to make it to the T.O.C. But... Moving on to Wednesday, (laughs) he comes up against Patty Palmer and Aaron Bola. This was an interesting group of contestants. We have the comedian doctor. I don't know if I want my doctor cracking jokes, but Aaron certainly (laughs) seems like a fun guy. And Patty Palmer, who, whether or not this is true, in my mind, Patty Palmer looks like what all Jeopardy contestants looked like when I was watching the show growing up. I think this is... For a lot of people, you know, she's smart, a little bit older, but man, does she know her stuff. And she rocks purple hair and very, purple very hair. well, which we learned in the next show was her granddaughter's favorite color. So there was even an inspiration for the purple hair. In the Jeopardy round, you know, Jake found the first daily double. He went all in. He was getting a small lead over Patty by the end of the round. But wow, you know, she scores that huge $6,000 daily double to get herself within striking distance by the end of Double Jeopardy. 
And so here we see, you know, Jake not as strong, whereas Troy Meyer, very strong in Final Jeopardy. Here Jake has had the runaways or been in enough of a lead where he can miss these Final Jeopardies now. Uh, when you've got Patty Palmer in there and she knows her stuff, you can't just sk- skate by without knowing Final Jeopardy. Yeah, and the response, what is Pride and Prejudice? We learned that Patty is a big Colin Firth fan. <laughs> yes. Well, and I will say that as somebody who has studied for the show, when you see Pemberley, that's got to be what they call a a Pavlov for Pride and Prejudice. Sure, we pinned that clue with that. So we say goodbye to Jake, but let's just talk about Jake. He's only 23 years old. Ken talked about it in the post-game chat. He's got t-shirts older than Jake. Jake was inspired by Matt Jackson, who was another very strong champion back when he was 23 and just mowed down the competition. So I want to think, what would a young 23-year-old Buzzy, you know, how would you have maybe handled yourself differently had you been put on this Alex Trebek stage all those years ago? Yeah, I cannot imagine having the wherewithal to you know, I, I I will admit that when I graduated college, before I found a job, I was considering because at that point you had to do an in person test. So my plan was like, all right, if I don't have a job, I'll head out to California. Sure. I'll take the test, get on Jeopardy. It was literally like my backup plan to getting a job. But I do not think that I would have comported myself very well on the stage. It's it's and I I have to say I've heard from a lot of people this past week who want to talk to me about Jake positive, negative, somewhere in between. And I think that, you know, when you are a smart person, you get up on that stage, especially when you're young. I'm I'm not one to judge how someone wants to play this game, how they want to be on the stage. Yeah. And a lot of Jake's friends I've seen on social media coming to his defense about what a genuine, kind guy that he is. He certainly was that way to all of us, you know, in the studio when he was here. So I just... I know everyone wants to share your comments, but I do think it's important to remember these are just people who are coming on a show they love and doing it the best way they know how to do it. I'm encouraging everyone to show a little bit more (laughs) compassion on the message boards, a little more compassion out there, because again, you would not want to switch places with any of these people and be under the scrutiny that we do put some people under. I will say everyone is loving Patty, including Rosie O'Donnell. She hopped on TikTok right after Patty's win yep. and said, way to represent Patty. I hope you go on a long streak. But Thursday, Patty comes up against Anita Perala and Matthew Marcus. Once again, some more long hair uh, among the men uh, <laughs> in this. This I, I can't imagine what this green room looked like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Matthew comes out, finishes the Jeopardy round, 13 correct responses, two incorrect finishes with $6,600, and then extends that lead, a very consequential daily double for $8,000 late in the Double Jeopardy round brings him to thirty two thousand two hundred. He cannot Huge be beat. Score. Huge he cannot, score. Yeah. Not we're not even into final. Year. We're not He's even at thirty two thousand two hundred. He had eighteen correct responses in that round alone, and no incorrect. No perfect. You know, perfect yeah. response rate, seventy four percent buzz in. So not only that, he, he can actually bet a lot in final, which he decides to. Good yes. for him. And unlike our triple stumper the day before, all three of our contestants are correct. Matthew adds a mere 10000 additional dollars to his score, finishing with a total of $42,200. That's one of our top 10 highest scores this season. Very impressive when you think about great champions we've had so far, like Chris Panulo, Ray Lalonde, Luigi de Guzman. You know, Matthew tells us in the post game. obviously he's got a very identifiable accent. He's actually 
a New Yorker. He was born in New York, yeah. but he was quickly spirited away to Wales for 10 years, lived in London, attended Oxford. And, you know, Ken was just drawn to his voice. He said, we just, we've got to hear that lovely voice, Matthew. And he said, it's considered a very ordinary voice where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that brings us to the close of the week where Matthew is up against Andrew Bembenek and Ricky A. Rivera the second. Yeah, and this was another strong start for Matthew, finishing the Jeopardy round with $8,600, heading into double Jeopardy. Both Ricky and Andrew had impressive rounds, but not good enough to catch Matthew, who went a perfect 14 for 14 in correct responses and scored a daily double on his way to his second straight runaway victory. Once again, finishing the double Jeopardy round with 28800 That's more than most people have at the end of the game. He wagered $5,000 uh, on that final Jeopardy. Gets it wrong, but guess what? Doesn't matter. That's how strong he played. And that 28000 was with only a $3,000 daily double, which means that those 14 correct responses were high-value clues. Difficult clues. This is a guy who knows his stuff. Uh, excited to see where he takes it next week. Yeah, we'll catch back up with Matthew in competition next week. But right now we've got to discuss the final, the Celebrity Jeopardy Woo-hoo! final. It's all come down to this, our 13th episode in this exciting primetime special. Will Wheaton, Ike Barinholtz, Patton Oswalt. Woo. Yeah, well, I got to say, um, you were loath to uh, handicap this game, but I certainly had Ike picked as my favorite going into it. As did I, but again, I couldn't say that because as I had told you, my <laughs> my hunch was correct. I did feel like Ike, it was his to lose, but boy, he had some tough competition in Will and Patton. Uh, you know, they certainly had a lot of a fun up there, even in the interview in the Jeopardy round. You know, Mime starts out by pointing out Patton's beautiful three-piece suit, and he yeah. jokes, you know, <laughs> some of us respect this game and take it kind of seriously, and then Ike jumps in and he's like, you know, we shot this around a little after Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. hey, some of us uh, ate a little too much at Thanksgiving and our blazers don't fit. And then Will's like, I've put a suit and tie on for every game we've played. So the banter well, was and fun. And then Patton said, oh, okay, yeah. Mr. Jeans. Right. It was a, yeah. a suit and tie, but only a half suit, yes. apparently. Well, there were jeans under there. So, yeah. you know, at least they were having fun with each other, no matter how the competition went. Ike got out to an early lead in the Jeopardy round, but Will and Patton were following close behind. Yeah, Patton actually took the lead with two big daily doubles in double Jeopardy and then triple Jeopardy. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, that was Ike's round. I mean, he just took a page out of Patton's book because then he bet it all on his first daily double in Triple Jeopardy, scores a massive $16,700. Then here comes Patton. He's got a correct $13,000 daily double to close the gap on Ike. It was so exciting to be in the studio. But then here comes Ike one more time, third daily double, another $10,000. He ends Triple Jeopardy with a massive $50,000, but Patton was in striking distance with $36,000, so it would all come down to final, but right before we got to final, we saved, I like to think, one of the best for last, James yes. Holtzauer presenting a category, taking a gamble with James Holtzauer, and we thought it only fitting for him to, you know, demonstrate various games. We actually brought in props. We rented, <laughs> you know, poker tables and slot machines. Craps table. We got it all for James. Yeah. Um, a little Easter egg. If you looked closely at the slot machine, I had put in his daughter's birthday, Aww. also one of his favorite wagers that he often liked to wager back in the day. So a little Easter egg on James, but 
That we'll was a fun he, category. We'll see if he brings that wager back when he's right. here for Masters. Masters. Yeah, my my fellow chaser, uh, James Holzhauer. Great to see him. And yeah, what an amazing finish to this tournament. In spite of Ike being my favorite coming in, I think all three of these could have taken it. It was a very fun tournament, very fun finale. Excited. Hope that we get more Celebrity Jeopardy in the future. I think you can almost nearly count on it. (laughs) I had a chance to catch up with Ike just moments after he was crowned our champion. Let's take a listen. Ike Barinholtz, you are our Celebrity Jeopardy champion. How does that feel? Very happy to be back in the winner's circle with you. Yes. Yes. Uh, We've met a few times now. Is it getting uh, any less exciting? No. I still. (laughs) This one has not sunk in. It will sink in and maybe tomorrow afternoon at some point I'll be like going for a walk and be like, what? I won? (laughs) Well, you didn't just win. You won a million dollars. Now, coming into this, knowing that your charity, Holly Grove, had that much at stake, what was that pressure like? I just didn't want to call them and be like, hey, so I know I could have won a million, but I got a little less. (laughs) It's fine, because they would have been so grateful and and, and happy, but uh, definitely happier to give them this call and let them know that, uh, yeah, they got got a million. So you joked, you've been able to go into restaurants and be like, hey, I won Jeopardy. What are the bragging rights like now that you've won the whole championship? Well, this I will, uh, do you remember Flavor Flav, how he carried a clock around him? Yes. I will be putting this on some kind of (laughs) chain and just walking around with it. It's a little heavy, a little bulky. Yeah. But uh, I want people to know what's up when they see me. I think you will never not have a table with that approach. And possibly hurt myself. But that's part of the gig. You said in your interview with Mayim, the way you prepare is just to watch Jeopardy. But I have said it on the podcast, like that's what makes you a great champion. 100%. You're a just, Jeopardy fan. Just watch the show. A, it's fun and good. And also, if you're going to go on, watch the show. You'll learn the rhythms. You'll learn timing. You'll learn strategy. Uh, and it's just a delightful way to spend a half an hour. You really did seem to have some great strategy throughout the game, throughout the competition. Did you ever reach out to anyone, any Jeopardy insiders, to get any tips? I did. I talked to a guy named uh, Andy Wood who won a few games a few years ago. And he was really great and helpful and was like, he told me the advice, go big on those daily doubles early on. That's a smart thing to do just because you probably know the answer and just bet on yourself. So thank you, Andy. In those moments, was there any doubt? You didn't go all in on all of them, but you went in on a few. I went on a few. Uh, that last one, I couldn't go all the way, so I just kind of went for 10K. Yeah. But uh, I, I, that was my challenge for myself going into today is don't be afraid of the daily doubles, and I think I did that. You did that. A lot of career highs for you. I just have to know, did you, you know, we never even had this big of a celebrity competition before, so you probably couldn't have dreamt of it, but in your career, what does this kind of stack up with accomplishments? Oh, this is, <laughs> I don't know. As the Jeopardy fan in me, this might be the top of the list, <laughs> but it's uh, definitely upper echelon, and uh, yeah, just could, can't believe it. Very excited. You came alone tonight. I, I have to understand. Was that was that planned, or what was the thought behind coming it, here solo? It was It was. Uh, by design, I just, I, I needed just a little bit of quiet time, just a little me in my trailer, blasting ABBA, uh, <laughs> just uh, oh, just, just thinking about uh, questions that I'm, maybe I'll get during the game. So I just need a little bit of, uh, of alone time. Now, are you going to wait till you get home? Are you going to make the call? How, how is the news oh, going to be broke for your family? I think I just have to come home with the trophy in my hand, let them <laughs> see it, and uh, hopefully uh, they've saved me some dinner. 
I can hope so. I hope so. Well, congratulations. Such a great competition. So many great wins. And I want to see you back on the Jeopardy stage. That's all I know. Let's make it happen. Book it. I'm available. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Such a great guy. So much fun to talk with him. I want to I want to be friends with Ike. I right? don't know how I arrange that, but I would love that. That I would know. be, you know, on my celebrity, you know, living in LA, sometimes you kind of brush shoulders with these people. Ike, if you want to hang out, I'm around. You've heard it here first. And that wraps up the exciting first debut primetime season of Celebrity Jeopardy. Thank you to our 27 celebrity contestants for joining us on the Alex Trebek stage together. They raised, get this, Buzzy, $2,190,000 for charity. Wow. And we always say this. You have to know our contestants put their egos aside in Celebrity Jeopardy to come out and to raise money for important charities. And look how much over $2 million is wow. just so incredible. Special congratulations once again to Ike. And next week on the pod, you're going to hear from him about, you know, how he's been enjoying his first few days strolling down the street. He probably stands a little taller now that he's our Celebrity Jeopardy champion title winner. I wonder if he goes to, like, the grocery store holding his trophy. Oh, this? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just, This question mark here? What does it mean? Yeah. Well. Maybe hangs it from, it's like a little, uh, hangs it from his rear view mirror. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm sure we'll find (laughs) out. You won't want to miss that interview. But now, let's catch up on some viewer questions. Steven asks, this question is for Buzzy Cohen. Holy cow, they know him. They, they know, me. know that you are here and you've got great answers or responses, as we say in Jeopardy. Uh, what was it like when you taped the episode of The Chase, when you were the chaser and one of the guys you went up against mentioned that his sister participated in the tournament of champions that you hosted? Well, my reaction that you see on camera of surprise was actually <laughs> genuine because we do not know that much about the people that we're going to be facing for obvious reasons, for fairness. We know a little bit so that we can kind of have some funny responses when they say sure. what they want to play for. Um, but we don't really know anything about their personal background. Uh, you know, a- a- every season they kind of give us a sheet with all the contestants and we cross out anyone we know so we don't face anyone that we're potentially friends with. But I obviously did not know this person. So I was really surprised and it actually ended up being a lot of fun because I could poke a little fun at him for not having done as well as his sister. But it's great. I mean, it's really so cool that people make trivia a family affair and uh, it made for a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun taping that episode, even though I did not catch the team. I'm very happy when people win money on game shows. I, you know, it's I, being a chaser is kind of a, a tough situation. You want to do well, but also, you know, I'm rooting for the contestants out there. So I was very happy that he did well, and it was a lot of fun. And he did have some pretty big family shoes to fill because yeah. his sister is Mackenzie Jones, an eight-game champion. Wow, and just. A crowd favorite on Jeopardy. Mackenzie came in. She dominated her eight games. She earned over $200,000. So I could see how, you know, he wanted to bring it up. But I'm glad that you gave him a little uh, a riffing about that as well. I have to say I love reliving when I got to guest host Jeopardy. That was such a dream come true. So any chance I have to remember that moment, connect with people about it. Um, some of those contestants came to the taping of this past tournament of champions and it felt like you know my my little Your children my children yes it is weird but <laughs> they do t-o-c-c yes. tournament of champions children yes exactly um next question thank you very much Stephen, for that question uh doug asks 
if the Celebrity Jeopardy champion accepts an invitation to the 2023 Tournament of Champions, will the TOC prize money they win go to them directly, or will it be donated to the charity they originally played for? Could they choose to either keep or donate the money? Either way, I love the idea of the Celebrity Champion going to the TOC. Well, obviously, when Doug asked this question, he didn't yet know that Ike Barinholtz would be the champion. So now we're talking about it. Will Ike accept our invitation to the TOC? I'm sure we'll hear more about that next week. And that's a great question, Doug. You know, we haven't even gotten far enough to see if it's an option for Ike. I think it would be his choice. Knowing Ike, I bet he'll give it right to charity, but maybe a different charity. Um, I think if he accepts the invitation, he's just excited to come back and play. I don't know that he's got the the title in his sights. I think Ike loves Jeopardy. He loves Millionaire. I, I first, as I mentioned, I first met him on uh, the set of Celebrity Millionaire, and uh, he was started rattling off millionaire contestants from the original run of the show. Uh, he is a participant in Learned League. I believe he used to frequent bar trivia before he became Mr. Ike Barinholtz, right. movie star, TV star. Go be going to O'Brien's with Ex- that kind of exactly. legendary status. Um, but I think, I think he wants to play to win. I don't think he's doing it just to show up. But to win, bragging rights, not about the money for him. So I think no, it's no, going no, to no. charity, even no. if it is in his sights. I hear, I hear you. Well, Doug, we're going to find out more for you, but we've got your initial answers. We're going to find out more. And that brings us to the end of today's show. We'll be back next Monday for, as you guessed it, more gameplay discussion. And we'll be sharing some of your responses to Michael Davies' EP question about the Jeopardy! Masters audience. And he'll have a new question for you. You know he will. So (laughs) you want to know what he needs input on next week? You won't want to miss it. And as we mentioned, we'll be catching up with Ike Barinholtz about his big victory. And as always, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave us a comment, share across social, follow us at Jeopardy on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on the TikTok. And send us your questions at InsideJeopardyPodcast at gmail.com. See you next week. <laughs>